Drums, please. Hi friends, welcome back to Dopamine. How you guys doing? Hope everything's going well. Welcome to this episode where we're going to talk about public victory, and uh, I hope you guys are doing okay. I hope life is good. Happy summertime. I uh, try really hard to not date these, but whatever. I have to actually say that because I have to keep some windows open because it gets really hot in here. So, And I also have to record in the morning before high noon before it gets really hot. Otherwise, then I can't focus at all. So I have to keep the windows open because we don't yet have an air conditioner. So there might be a little bit of background noise, just a heads up, but you know, it's been pretty okay. As long as I keep like the gain down, which actually I need to check the, yeah, we're good. If I keep the Dane gain, the Dane gain down, the gain down and just talk close to the microphone, I think we'll be okay. Um, so yeah, today I wanted to talk about public victory and this concept came up to me because I have been uh, on vacation. Uh, Molly and I went to the Poconos and I had a lot of time to think and chill and reflect and enjoy nature and enjoy Molly and enjoy HGTV and BattleBots and pizza and uh, really, really enjoy a nice passive weekend, which I haven't had in a very long time. Um, week. It was an entire week, actually. And luckily, my mom has been doing Airbnb stuff lately. She's been flipping Airbnbs like a baller. So she's like tapped into this thing that she's been wanting to do for a long time and is uh, is doing pretty well with it. And she had a week that she was able to just kind of give us. So we took that. We drove down to the Poconos and we enjoyed ourselves. And it was really, really great. It was the first vacation for her and I, for Molly and I, to enjoy together for the first time. And if you want to get to know Molly, you can go to at the Darling Rage on Instagram, by the way. And she offers an Instagram incubator to help uh, people who are trying to connect with their audience on Instagram. She's really amazing at that stuff. So you can go check that out. Um, but um, her and I had some time together to really chill out and experience life together in a way that uh, we just hadn't in a long time. I think we initially got together and not I think, but we did. We initially got together after a... Um, you know, having the opportunity to finally spend some time together after talking for quite a while. And, um, you know, we kind of got to feel that out again, which is really great. And, uh, cause we get, you know, you get caught up in life <clears throat> and getting caught up in life. I mean, you don't always have time to think, you don't always, always have time to work through, um, various topics as you're going through your day-to-day -day life. You know, you're stressed about money. You're trying to figure out where the next uh, meal is coming from, at least in my situation, like we're, we're pretty broke. So we're trying to figure out where the next thing is coming from, um, how to keep creating content so that we can, you know, increase the opportunity for the next thing to come and, um, you know, really find ways to blow up in our particular fields. And it takes a lot of work, takes a lot of energy, and we don't always get time to just sit and read and create and be. And uh, that week was really, really amazing for that sort of feeling. And throughout that week, I read two books, actually. I read Peter Thiel's Zero to One, which I think I'll probably do a full episode on at some point. 
I, I might need to reread it, I feel, to extrapolate some of the concepts in there. But it was a really, really good read if you're trying to start your own business and uh, think about uh, getting your ideas from zero to one and really standing out. That's a good recommendation. But the one I want to talk about today is Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which came out in 1989. So yeah, 30 years ago. And um, still holds pretty true. There are a couple little things where you're just like, oh, right. Yeah, this is the late 80s. But, you know, I think a lot of concepts really, um, really hold uh, water because it talks about workplace relationships and family. And those things are really what any person cares about. And uh, so taking a lot of these concepts and applying it to your life still holds water today, especially there's like the four quadrant uh, prioritizing time management system. That's really amazing to think about. And I think I'll do another episode on that uh, in particular. But in this episode, really is kind of towards the end of the book, which is this is not a spoiler. This is not like a fiction book. This is he tells a little bit of his life and stuff like that. But this is, um, you know, you should definitely go read this book on your own to appreciate and, and check that out yourself. Uh, but we're talking about a public victory. And public victory is the implementation of a few of these habits that he talks about in the course of the book, which I'll have to write down because I don't remember the specific habit names. Like I'm really not good at remembering specific wording. Um, so I, uh, but the, but the concept of public victory is something that I've started to implement and I started doing, uh, during the vacation and now I'm doing it home for like the past few days and it feels really good to do this. So public victory or, or rather private, private victory. Have I been saying public victory or private victory? Um, private victory is actually what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually talking about private victory. Private victory is a self victory for the morning, for the day, for yourself to get centered, to get connected, to feel like you're first kind of taking in things from life and from the environment and essentially lead you to public victory, which allows you to then be able to give back to reality. Like I've talked about often, I feel like creativity personally is about finding a way to give back to reality. And I think the only way you can do that is by continually learning and absorbing and appreciating and uh, experiencing life so that you kind of have an idea of what you want to give back to it. So this Private victory is essentially somewhat of a morning routine. Uh, it's more like checkboxes, like things you should be considering that you need every single day to kind of be centered. And um, so it's a, a series of mental, physical, spiritual um, concepts. And I'm going to kind of break those three down and then kind of leads into a little bit of the public victory, which we'll talk about in the second half here. So uh, first, so I'm going to kind of share it in the context of what I've been doing. And, you know, maybe there's other contexts that you can think about for how this can apply to you. And, um, you know, I, I start with the spiritual part of everything in my day. And that means getting up. Sometimes I'll look at my phone, which is not a big deal. Like, I'm, I'm not worried about that. But as long as I take time for me, it's about getting uh, that spiritual time in the shower. Because for me, I think best in the shower. I'm less, I'm, I'm not interrupted. Like my body is feeling all right. Cause there's water on it and stuff. And, um, I, there's really nothing I can do in the shower. Right. Other than like scrub myself and, and handle that. And, uh, you know, other things we won't talk about publicly. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, that's gross. Uh, but what I want to say here is that 
the the shower is a place for me to just think and that's always been that way but combining that with music and a perspective of gratitude and sort of letting your mind wander is adds a spiritual component to it it's like my version of meditating and i think everyone has their own version of meditating uh i kind of do this a couple times but music has always been uh, a meditative guidance for me. I don't like guided meditation with voices. I don't even listen to music with voices in the morning in the shower. I'll put on like the Fez soundtrack, which is amazing. It's like a digital sound bath. Um, that's an amazing uh, thing to listen to. Sometimes I'll put on something like Odessa or some sort of um, instrumental DJ thing that has a lot of cadence in the music. Uh, or... or yeah, or something that's a little bit more. There's the brain food um, uh, playlist on Spotify that I think is really good. So I'll play that. So for me, because I'm like I'm an INTP, like that sort of digital stuff, like has a nostalgic vibe to me, and it's it's got that NT digital sci-fi vibe to it. So it kind of naturally takes my brain to a higher place, and. Um, so I listen to that. I put that on in the shower and I'll do my stretches because I have to stretch my Achilles tendon in the morning. And so I'll do that. And then I'll just kind of like, I really just, I'll kind of like lean against the wall or I'll stand there and I'll just let the water fall on me. And I will just let my brain go where it needs to go. Right. It doesn't have to be, um, it doesn't have to be anything specific. It's not like I need to think of waterfalls or I need to think of something that's tranquil or I need to think of something, whatever. I could be literally working through a concept that I've been thinking of and kind of just let my brain float that concept to the top of the pile. Right. And I start turning it around and looking through it. And my brain is just kind of doing its work. It's in a TI flow state. And I'm getting into a place where I'm just thinking now for you, it might depend on your type and it might depend on, um, what actually gets you into a meditative state, right? For some people, metal music actually gets them into a meditative state, right? So you have to be pretty self-aware as to what is going to calm your brain down. Um, so for me, like when I'm podcasting, my brain is in a very hyperactive state. I am very much, uh, uh, if you put like a machine on my brain, it's, it's going to be lit up because I'm teaching, I'm talking, I'm actively pulling from things. Uh, I'm in a flow state, right? Whereas when I'm relaxed and just thinking in my own brain, like there's activity, but it's a little calmer. And especially if you mix it with gratitude and having a general sense of appreciation for your existence, I think it helps me to kind of keep a calm thoughtful state where I can just kind of let my brain go where it needs to go. Right. So I, I think that's really important for finding whatever that is for you uh, to let your brain go to a flow state. Sometimes people, you know, attach to religion for that. And it's really the spiritual component of religion. I don't mean the ritual of going to church and things like that, but maybe you need to, you know, speak to God or Allah or Buddha or whatever it is that, that, you know, satisfies that for you. Um, finding if it's an external source, because I think, I think maybe if you're an extrovert, that may be more likely, <laughs> or maybe you could talk to yourself in the shower. I don't know. I don't know what extroverts do. Um, but if, if you figure out, uh, what connects you to, you know, yourself to get you centered and relaxed, because that's really the, 
that's really what it is. You know, we wake up in the morning a lot of the time ready to take on emails, ready to take on life, ready to to just kind of um, be bombarded and inundated by notifications and all of this stuff. And really part of the private victory is taking control of your morning, taking control of your life and deliberately taking time to slow down and think about what it is that you need for yourself and letting all of those things sort of work, work itself out. Right. It's a little bit easier for me again, like, cause I'm an introvert and it's going to be a little bit more challenging for an extrovert to do that process. But, um, you know, you can find what that means for you. Right. I mean, for an extrovert, if you're like people oriented extrovert, that could be literally if you're waking up at 5 a.m. and going to the gym, like instead of doing it by yourself, like you could play racquetball with a friend. If part of that flow state, that spiritual connection for yourself is through someone else, like there's there's a validity to validity to that. Right. That's not something he recommends in the book. That's something I'm just kind of like pontificating as I'm talking. But um you know, whatever it is that kind of just allows you to relax and whatever that spiritual connection is for you, that's what the spiritual component is meant to help you resolve. So starting your morning with a sort of calmer, relaxed state and figuring out kind of where your brain is, you know, it's like a calibration point. It's like, okay, what if, what, if, what have my dreams taught me <laughs> or something like that, right? It sounds a little woo-woo, but uh, all of this is woo-woo, but, you know, whatever. Um, so just kind of centering and connecting yourself to that. And then there's the physical component. So literally, I get out of the shower, I get dressed, and then I start stretching. And you start to connect your mind to your body. And then again, for me as an INTP, this is important and deliberate. For some types, that might be more natural. You get really... Um, you know, you really want to be physical and be out there and, and get to a place where you're connecting with someone. And this is a point where you can decide if like, if you have access to a gym, maybe you go to a gym. If you want to play racquetball with a friend, you go play racquetball with a friend, whatever it is, it's going to get your heart pumping and, uh, get you some good exercise and get you physically taken care of. And the same with eating. This is like eating a good breakfast, eating healthy food, taking care of yourself. Like there's no thought of, work or what it is that you have to do, or maybe there's thoughts of work and stuff like that, but it's like, you're not yet taking action on any of that stuff, right? This is all for you. This is, this is what you need before you do anything else. So taking that time to make sure that you're physically taking care of yourself. So do some push-ups, do some sit-ups, um, you know, stretch your arms, put your arms up above your head, especially like we don't have as many natural motions throughout our day where we're putting our arms up. So if you put your arms up, like I'm literally doing right now, It'll help with blood flow and you'll spread some endorphins throughout your body and you'll kind of get into a better positive place. Um, so that's a good place to start if you're doing stretches is just stretch above your head and just kind of like twist your body and, and, you know, move your body in ways that you're not normally doing throughout the day, especially if you're sedentary, working at a desk, whatever, like making sure that you're taking time to stretch. Uh, before you do any physical exercise is important. And then, you know, doing something that's going to get your heart pumping a little bit. I exercise after I get out of the shower because the shower literally wakes me up. If I do it before the shower, I'm going to not give any effort at all. <laughs> so I don't do like a full sweat, really. Like I haven't gotten to a point where I'm doing that just yet. Uh, I have to work my way back up to that. But, um, you know, chances are what I've been doing is like I'm, I'm doing some lightweight lifting and then I go for a walk. So I'm, I'm sweating a little bit, but not profusely. And if I were sweating profusely, I'd probably just get back in the shower, um, and just rinse off real quick. But, uh, 
you know, for me, that's just how that works for me. And um, the physical component also includes eating well, and that means getting a good breakfast. You know, um, I think it kind of depends on how much you can take, but, you know, don't eat chocolate in the morning. Like, that's stupid. Like, stay away from too much sugar. Um, I personally don't drink caffeine. I think it's too expensive, and it's also... um, you know, I, I don't like feeling chemically dependent to anything. So, uh, caffeine's a no, no for me. Uh, and I think most people would benefit from, from learning to be more self-sufficient and not rely on caffeine, but that's just me. Um, <laughs> deceptive and, uh, kind of helps with the energy level throughout the day too. You're not as likely to crash in the afternoon. Uh, and then there's, uh, yeah, so sugar, caffeine, uh, and, you know, in the morning is probably where you can, like, get your carbs in. You know, you can eat some, eat a bagel, eat, eat a multigrain something, and uh, get those complex carbs in, uh, a little bit of fruit, and, uh, you know, whatever else. I don't know. I don't know what people eat. So, <laughs> eat food. Um, and don't don't eat food that's going to make you feel like garbage. That's, that's really the point there. Um, and then, you know, kind of the last bit is the, um, the mental component and the mental component for me, the mental component seems to happen kind of in between it all. But I think the mental component is also literally taking time to, to read like 15 minutes to read a book or to read, um, you know, if you're doing like an online course or training or something like take those 15 minutes to do that. Um, I didn't really do that this morning because I was doing a lot of, uh, talking back and forth on Twitter about concepts with people. And I feel like that satisfied that. But I think after I record this, I'm going to read another 15 minutes of something and kind of get calibrated with that because I feel like that's missing. And I feel like once you get into this flow state of starting to do these things, you can start to really feel the difference when this is missing from your day. And I'm starting to feel that a little bit when I when I'm already missing a component. And um, so far, you know, when we talk about these concepts, I've only talked about the private victory, but part of the public victory is uh, some emotional and social components, which I'll talk about after the uh, after the break. But for now, I'm going to keep harping on the mental part of it because the mental part of it is so, so critical. I think it's really easy to get caught up in life like all of this is about and forget that we need to take time to learn and take time to learn something that is, you know, uh, not, it doesn't have to be super intensive. It's literally 15 minutes. Like this whole process, this whole morning victory should take an hour, right? You don't have to do any more than that. I mean, you can, if you want to mine, I've stretched mine out to like two hours. Cause I, I kind of just move along slowly and, uh, I'm definitely letting it breathe as I figure it out. But, um, you know, you can condense it if you have like a job and you need to get to a job in the morning, like wake up a little earlier, make sure you go through this process and, um, you'll be kind of set for your day. And, uh, that includes the reading for 15 minutes. And, uh, right now I'm reading the book joyful which I've been kind of tossing back and forth on, but um, I'm, I'm committed to finishing it. It's a really, really great book that I'm actually probably going to be using for podcast episodes in the future, talking about what brings us joy. Um, then I read seven habits of highly effective people while finishing while reading that concept. Uh, and you know, it allows me to keep learning. And I think um, doing this as part of your routine kind of helps make sure that you're cognizant of your time 
and that you're not just, you know, for me, I have a bit of a problem where I start reading a book and I'll just get hooked onto it. If it's something that I'm really, really attached to. And if I've got other things to do, then that stuff just gets pushed by the wayside. And this allows me to continuously feed my mind at intervals, um, in the morning routine. And then I can kind of read more if I have time later in the day, but at least I get started on a topic and then I can apply it to, you know, other parts throughout my day. I can write a blog post about it. I can write, uh, I could do a podcast episode about it. I could, I could do Twitter posts and talk to people about it and all of that stuff and, uh, really get into a headspace where I'm starting to take these things that I'm taking from myself, from my physical exercise, and then from, the mental learnings that I'm, you know, taking in information from and start to apply it to creative expression, which is about giving back to reality in some form. So, um, so now we could talk about a little bit of the public victory. I don't have the entire tidy of concepts, but there are other aspects of the social and emotional components that the, all of this leads to that, uh, we can talk about after the break. Let's do this. All right. So actually I should take a swig of water while that was a break. I should have done that, but it's all right. We hit record and we just go. That's what I do. I don't overthink the editing process. <laughs> that's what, that's what allows me to keep creating content is not overdoing the editing. The satisfying part for me is getting it out there. So I'm not worried about all these weird edit points and stuff. It's fine. As long as you can actually hear me and understand me, we're good. I'm good. Uh, I can't guarantee the understanding part. I'm doing my best. <laughs> um, so we covered the, the private victory. And at this point, if you've gone through the uh, mental, emotional, or spiritual, physical, and mental aspects of your morning routine or your daily routine, however it pans out, uh, that's when you can celebrate your private victory. You've done these things. You can feel good about yourself. You're centered. You're collected. You're like, you took care of you, right? Like, that's vital. It's that is the private victory is the equivalent of putting on the gas mask on yourself first before you can put on the gas mask onto anyone else. Right. To make sure that you don't pass out <laughs> and make sure that you can take care of whatever it is that you have to take care of, because I think most of our day, especially if you're um, especially if you're introverted. But I think uh, either side of things, uh, introvert or extrovert, I think if you. Yeah, and most of our day is in service of other people in some form, whether you go to work or you have to cater to your family or you have to take care of you know, whatever responsibilities you've got to take care of. Most of our day is dedicated to other people. And if we can take at least an hour for our morning and then in some way in the evening also would be amazing. And somewhere in the middle of the day, you could do that also. But in the morning in particular, if you start your day off on the right foot, giving yourself that private victory, the victory for yourself to feel like, okay, I'm spiritually calibra calibrated, I'm physically calibrated, I am mentally calibrated, I am ready to contribute to reality. 
right? And I think that's really what it is when you think about it, is preparing yourself to contribute to reality, right? And I think we... I think we can feel that imbalance, at least I, within myself. I know that I can feel that imbalance when I don't give myself that time for myself and I'm expected to give to society by, if I have to wake up and immediately go sit down and start editing videos and doing podcasts, then like, I feel like I'm miserable. I feel like I'm not calibrated. I can't give myself focus and energy. Like I'm just, I'm not in it. I don't care. I feel more irritable. I feel frustrated. And I don't want to do it, right? For me, after doing my private victory this morning, uh, I private victory also sounds like a masturbation thing. <laughs> now that I think about it, it's kind of funny. Um, I mean, you could do that too if you want. If that's part of your spiritual practice, uh, I don't know, spiritual and physical. There you go. <laughs> um, but the the point there is, <laughs> what was I trying to say? I totally screwed myself up. Um, part of the the private victory is just is calibrating to yourself and finding your way to move forward in the day. Um, so I, I think I was going to say something more meaningful there, but I kind of forgot. So whatever, we'll just hit record and keep going. Um, so after your private victory, after getting that opportunity to connect with yourself and feel like you have the opportunity to contribute to reality, to, um, or now that you're ready to contribute to reality, rather, I feel like I'm stumbling on this episode. I apologize, but whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, contributing to reality is now what we have to start to do, right? Meaning going out into the world and, and doing what we need to do. But I think the first parts of how we should be contributing to society is part of what uh, Stephen Covey talks about in Seven Habits of Highly Effective People is to start considering the emotional and social components of what we need next, because it's still, it's a transition period between us and them, right? It's not, it's not like we can go directly into uh, demands <laughs> from others and feel good about it. Right. We're kind of centered in our space and we're, we're slowly coming out of our shell. And if we're like abruptly met with all these other people's needs and responsibilities and stuff, then it's, it's not a clear transition. It's very harsh. And, uh, that's another point of potential irritability, right? So there's emotional an emotional social component to this. That is for me, I feel the transition period now, Peter or not Peter Thiel. Um, Stephen Covey talks about this as part of the public victory, but I honestly feel like this is more of a transition feeling between private victory and working towards your public victory. Maybe that's what he's trying to say, but think about it as the transition period. And that means you get to choose the emotional social component. That means connecting with your spouse. That means connecting with someone you care about. It means calling your mom if you want to, or um, connecting with someone you care about, or having the opportunity, if you go to work, that maybe you meet with someone that you really like at work for lunch, for breakfast first, or something like that, right? Or uh, with the gym, or with them at the gym. Or something like that, right? Or you go to the coffee shop and you go say hi to your favorite barista and you flirt for a little bit. <laughs> or I don't know. Something something that satisfies some sort of social emotional component. So you start to transition into, you know, feeling feeling good about being a human being and appreciating other human beings and and some sort of emotional social connection. In the book he talked about he would go on a bike ride 
with his wife every morning, essentially. They would go and then they would go sit at a beach somewhere and they would just talk for a, a while and get into some deeper emotional connection points. And I think that's really where it is. Like if you have the opportunity, if there's an additional buffer between you and your responsibilities and all the things that you have to put out there into the world to allow for space for you and your partner to connect in some shape or form, then that's amazing, right? It doesn't have to be as in depth as that. I don't think, I think it can be as simple as like connecting with the same barista every day. Someone is just as excited to see you and you're excited to see them. Right. And you check in with each other and there's good vibes and, and you know, you get what you need and, and you just have some sort of social introduction into life. Right. For me, that's a challenge because I am a freelancer that I work out of my house and there's a coffee shop that's kind of in walking distance. It's like a 20 minute walk and it's a bit far. Um, for me, especially with my Achilles issue. So getting there is a challenge and also spending money is a challenge, right? Cause getting to a coffee shop means spending money on something every day. And, um, you know, I, that's why I would buy something cheap. I would usually buy the, the green teas that were like $2 at Starbucks. Um, so that it was my pay in to get, you know, some sort of emotional connection. Um, you know, Molly's been taking more time to work at home. She's been taking Mondays and Wednesdays to work, but she's also, she's at the studio right now. So we had a little bit of emotional connection mingled into the morning. But once I get done my routine, I text her and I tell her much I appreciate her and I love her. And we have more of a, a digital connection that way. And um, I'm sure we'll postpone that and be able to have uh, better conversations and, and talk about more serious things later. But some sort of emotional, social connection point, I think, isn't critical, uh, especially for an introvert. I think introverts, it's very easy for us to just avoid and feel like you're not a social creature. And sorry, humans are all social creatures. Like, stop giving yourself excuses to not be that, right? Uh, or, or saying that you're not worthy of social connection. Everyone is. And if the people that you are that's surrounded by do not appreciate uh, you socially connected with connecting with them, then find something else. Again, go to a coffee shop and like small talk with a barista, um, you know, make it a, make it a connection with someone you don't have any stake in, right? Like that's totally fine. Like that's, that's a way, but either way, some sort of emotional social connection point is incredibly valuable. So I'm trying to find better ways for me to do that as a freelancer. And sometimes that's connecting with people on Twitter where I'm kind of building a really wonderful community of people where we're having great conversations around typology and, and psychology and mental health and creativity and stuff like that. And, um, but nothing beats in-person interaction. Like I do wish I had access and the ability to just go to a Starbucks every morning and pay for a coffee and then, you know, have a routine where I say hi to the same barista every morning. And you know, that, that goes smoothly, right? Like that's, that would be rad, but that's just not how that works right now. So, you know, I'm finding other ways, but any way that you can do that, I think is going to be pretty pivotal for your transition into a day full of responsibilities where you have to do things for other people and it's not always going to be comfortable and you're going to have to deal with difficult things. And I think if you're charged up, and you're ready to go, then you're going to handle it with much more fluidity and power and strength than you would if you were not taking time to calibrate and prepare, right? 
I mean, you think, think about the transition period, right? Like you can't just wake up and go to work. Like that's, that's, you have to transition. You just have to, you have to transition. Like sleep is not enough rest, which is a weird thing to think about, but sleep is just not enough. And I, I feel like I've been feeling that more, more than ever lately. I wake up exhausted. I just go directly to work, sit on my desk and it's hard because, you know, I work at home. There's no natural transition period, right? So I just literally walk from my bedroom, I put on my clothes, I grab a water, and I go sit down, right? And I'm skipping all sorts of steps. <laughs> uh, and, and for, I don't know, I, it's easy to be convinced that sleep is enough rest. But in the morning, you still need a rest period. You need a ramp up period. You need a transition period. You need to get yourself connected. You need to get yourself centered. And you need to take care of your body because your body houses your brain for your introverted thinkers out there. And some sort of spiritual connectivity allows you to feel grateful for your existence, to feel a bit of a control as to where your mental flow state is, like control in the scientific sense. Like if you can figure out, if you've never experienced Zen in your life, Start to work towards that. Try to figure out some way to figure out what that, that means. You can look up Buddhism. You can look up meditation. You can figure out uh, music. Figure out whatever gets you into a mental, relaxed flow state. And try to catalog what that feeling is in your mind. Because I feel like that, that feeling is your control. And feeling that state of Zen is the thing that I'm trying to take into the rest of my life. And Zen doesn't mean conflict avoidant. Zen doesn't mean not doing anything. Zen doesn't mean inactive. Zen just means at peace. And Zen means not taking your existence for granted. That's at least my definition of Zen, right? I appreciate the fact that 13 billion years of chaos and fire and elements and stars and colliding planets and gravity and magnetic waves and wavelengths and sound waves and light waves and all these crazy things happened over 13 billion years that coalesced into our planet and created these amazing creatures and ecosystem and atmosphere and water and continents and all of this crazy evolution <clears throat> over long periods of time to eventually allow for the opportunity for us, for me, for you to exist. Like, that's incredible just to think about that. If you need something to think about in the shower while you're trying to figure out your spiritual connection point, think about that. Think about that. Think about the fact that it took 13 billion years to get to your existence and you have the opportunity, even though it's a tiny blip, it's a little, little boop, you still get to experience it. You are a form of consciousness that is unique to you that that is and forever will be for you the only thing that you're the you get to experience this from your perspective and it's here and it's gone but you get to appreciate it and you get to experience it and that's amazing because you could totally not there's like a high probability of you not existing so having the opportunity to exist is really incredible on its own and that's what I think about. I think about the opportunity to exist despite mental health challenges, despite all sorts of relationship challenges that I've had in my life, despite being broke, 
despite uh, not feeling like I've been appreciated, despite not being able to see my kid, despite having challenges with my parents growing up, despite all sorts of issues in my life. Like I'm at a point where right now in this moment, because this moment is all that matters. The past and the future are just constructs in our brain. All that matters is right now. And right now I can appreciate the fact that I exist. And that's incredible. Right. Until you need to go eat something and then your your brain's fixated on just go and find something to eat or you need to go have sexy time. Then your brain's fixated on that. But that's fine. You bring those feelings into those feelings. <laughs> the point is you get to appreciate your life at any moment. And it is a simple mental reframe. It takes, I mean, I say simple, but it, it takes a little time and practice. It really, really does. Because there's a lot of things that are in our way. There's a lot of things that are trying to defeat us. There are a lot of things that are trying to satisfy our ego. And we're trying to control other people or we're trying to mitigate other people controlling us. And, um, there are just a, a lot of ways to eventually get to Zen. It's really about yourself and realizing that you have the power to control nearly everything in your life. Uh, even in the worst of circumstances, you still have a choice. So it's pretty powerful to think about. And that's something that, um, Stephen Covey talks about in the seven habits of highly effective people as well. And we'll probably talk about that in a more specific episode as we go along, but you have the power to choose your private victory, what that means for you, what, how that's going to set off your day and allow you to connect. You get to choose what the spiritual connection is for you. You get to choose what the physical connection is for you, what the mental state is, what books you're going to read, what you're going to learn. And then you get to choose who you're going to emotionally connect with and then socially connect with so that you can kind of go throughout your day. And this is an everyday thing. This is just, this is necessary, right? This is necessary to get in touch with who you are as a person beyond your job title, beyond your status in relation to other people. It's about connecting yourself to yourself and allowing yourself to be ready to be creative, which again is about giving back to reality. And in order to give back to reality, you got to take something from it. And I don't mean that in a physical sense. I mean that spiritually. I mean, having the opportunity to exist and appreciating it and reading a book and absorbing information, taking all that stuff in so it can coalesce in your brain spin it up like a blender. And then when you're ready to create, you put it back out in the world. So there you go. All right. Good times. <laughs> so hopefully that was a good episode for you. Um, and we talked about the private victory and, um, how that can hopefully be something for you that can kind of help you get calibrated in the morning and reconnect with yourself. I think that's really, really important. Um, so some podcast notes, I, uh, the dopamine.life, the website, D-O-P-E-A-M-I-N-E.life is up and ready to go. I'm going to be putting articles up there. I've got links to my courses and all this stuff that I'm doing. I'm going to be putting a link to a free Myers-Briggs course up there soon. So keep checking back. And, um, you know, one of the things I picked up from my, uh, vacation is that I want to batch record things. So I'm recording a couple episodes in a row for July. And then I'm, I'm trying to get into better, better habits so that I can spend more time developing the YouTube channel and developing the website and spending more time on Twitter and connecting with people and all of that stuff. So if you want to connect with me on Twitter, you can go to at let's go C note, hit up the website at dopamine.life. You can sign up for our newsletter, which is soon going to have a free Myers-Briggs course 
in it. And then, um, what else is there? Cosmic calibration. If you're an INTP and you want to connect with, with the universe and yourself and all of that absurdity, you can go to uh, bit.ly slash cosmic INTP, all lowercase. Uh, and then, you know, there's a link tree in the description here that has links to all the, you know, things and stuff and things. And, um, you know, you can navigate your way through life. You've got choices. You can do whatever you want. You're a grown ass adult. Make your choices. Go do your thing. Uh, so I appreciate you. If you want to leave a rating review for the show, that would be amazing. Uh, share this episode with a friend or family member. If uh, this could resonate with them and, um, you know, tell people about C note cause he's a cool dude. Not only is he a producer, got that right brain stuff, but he's kind of smart. He's got that left brain stuff. We got that smart smarts all over the place. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes you got to give yourself a little bit of a rub on the shoulder, pat on the back, as it were, because I appreciate myself and you should appreciate you by having a private victory. All right. Take care of yourselves, but not sexually. I mean, you can sexually if you want. If you want to have a private victory, I can't stop you. You just got to keep it private. Like, don't post it on Twitter that like, hey, guys, I just diddled myself. And now I feel great. Like, that's not how that works. That's 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 false dopamine. That's <laughs> not that's not that's not you don't use masturbation as a means to mitigate your dysthymia or your depression. And that's a whole other thing. <laughs> anyway. All right. I'm done talking about this. Um, do I have to mark this episode explicit now? I'm not really sure. Is masturbation explicit? I don't think it is. Kids, kids, if you're listening, masturbation is when a person diddles themselves. And it's important for you to understand what that is and what that means but there are safe ways to practice it. It is healthy. Sometimes it is a good way to improve your own personal self-expression, to feel good about who you are. But sometimes if you're using external sources like pornography or the hot girls on Instagram, then, you know, you're going to become dependent on those physical things and it might affect your sexual desires with your partner. So you got to make sure that you're mitigating that and you're not using that, you know? So, Otherwise, you know, diddle away, have some fun. Be all DJ diddles like Dane Cook used to say. All right, I'm done talking about private victories in the non-sexual and sexual sense. I'm going to click the button and go record other episodes. I love you guys. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll catch you next time on Dopamine. See ya. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to Dopamine and providing your support for this show. I really, really appreciate it. If you really love this show, leave a review on iTunes and Stitcher to show some love for the podcast. You can also check out cnote.media to check out my work and my courses. But um, with that, we'll catch you next time. See you guys later.